This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Mike Smith in for Simi. Here's a headline that caught my eye the other day. An article in Business in Vancouver magazine. It says how the BC economy could possibly be hurt if we clean up money laundering. Wow. It's, here's, here's what it says. The BC's economy is partly supported by proceeds of crime. So the whole province could suffer financially if the BC government cleans up dirty money. It quotes a retail analyst in here. His, his name is uh, Craig Patterson. Check this quote out. This is amazing. It says, losing Chinese money and laundered money would be catastrophic. It also quotes the Fraser Institute saying that, well, obviously nobody wants dirty money around, but let's be honest about it. You got This could have a trickle-down effect and hurt the whole economy if you start cleaning up all this dirty money. That caught my eye on the weekend. It also caught the eye of Attorney General David Eby. If you, if you checked out his tweets on the weekend, <laughs> pretty funny. He says this is like saying that if you, cle- uh, if you crack down on gangs, you could have layoffs from bullet retailers and gun stores. I mean, you know, he had a number of uh, other tweets and, and things to say about it. Well, let's, let's talk to him right now. Attorney General David Eby on the line. Hi, thanks for coming on. Hey, Mike. So what did you think when you saw that headline? Like, okay, if we clean up dirty money, it potentially hurts the economy. Isn't that just simply a fact, or do you, th- or do you challenge the veracity of that? Well, I, you know, I, on, on one hand, I welcome the, finally the honesty about what's been going on here. Uh, you know, for a long time, people said, there's no issue. We don't know what, uh, what the government's talking about. We don't know what EB's talking about. This is probably uh, racist. This is probably a terrible thing that they're doing. And now, now it's like, okay, well, yeah, there, there is money laundering. We're making a lot of money selling uh, luxury handbags to criminals uh, and their associates. So we'd prefer if you didn't stop it. And I started out kind of laughing at it, and now I'm just kind of pissed off, frankly, uh, that, uh, that the audacity of people to come out and say, you know, actually, we, we want to build uh, British Columbia's economy on dirty money. We want to have boutique services for thugs and criminals, selling fentanyl, killing people. Uh, and the Fraser Institute's out there saying this is a great idea. Uh, you need to be really careful about cracking down on crime because a lot of our uh, economy is based on crime. What I mean, what are they talking about? Well, aren't they just simply saying the truth? I'm, I'm not certain they're saying that this is a bad thing to clean up money laundering or to go after criminals. I don't think anyone could really be opposed to that, but I think they're just saying the truth of the matter is that it could have an economic impact. I mean, you've said that yourself about cleaning up money laundering in the casinos. The government's going to make less money off of the casino profits, right? Well, I mean, isn't that, the, isn't that just a fact? Absolutely. And in fact, mm-hmm. uh, we know that, uh, that revenue from table games is down about $30 million right. uh, from where right. it was projected to be. And uh, I expect uh, that uh, if uh, Maureen Maloney's uh, projections around uh, the impact of money laundering on the real estate market are correct, that our crackdowns will lead to a decline in real estate prices as they are right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and absolutely, Peter German identified specifically, also mentioned in the article, luxury uh, goods and pianos and luxury cars. Um, all of these pieces absolutely could be impacted. But but 
Mike, that we can't get away from the tone of the article here. The yeah, tone of the yeah. article was uh, that this is going to uh, that this this is not a positive thing. That was not the tone of the article, or that this is a necessary thing, or that here are the likely consequences in it, and this is a worthwhile enterprise. The tone of the article was uh, NDP government hurts economy, and uh, it really it really shows uh, how entrenched some of this activity is. Okay, you were quite withering in your your criticism of this with your tweets on the weekend, uh, basically mocking this article and and coming up with some alternative headlines like cancer doctors fear for their careers with crackdown on tobacco bullet sale decline could impact gun store jobs if government cracks down on gangs what what is your point with these these tweets you're just trying to point out the what the ridiculous argument or what what are you trying to achieve there well it doesn't like there are so many areas uh, where governments regulate uh, that uh, harms potential economic activity. And the reason for government yeah. to regulate uh, is, to, uh, is to balance out uh, that economic activity with the harms that it's creating. So there's no question uh, that BC's government, uh, through their budgets, that the British Columbia economy has benefited from money laundering. But, um, but government regulating money laundering and, and cracking down on it and cracking down on, on criminals using our economy to launder their proceeds uh, at the expense of local families, at the expense of the overdose crisis, it, 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 it startles me uh, that people would be openly questioning whether it's a good idea uh, to crack down on it. Okay, is it is it reasonable or fair and accurate to say though that with an aggressive crackdown on money laundering, there will be economic impacts? There will on be. The province? There will be. What, and and I would the, argue what are the actually what are the that impacts the, in your mind? The impacts would be positive. So the the negative impacts are uh, real estate prices likely affected, luxury car sales likely affected, luxury goods sales likely affected. These are all the areas canvassed by Dr. German and Dr. Maloney in their reports and negatively affected. But when we look at what the consequences of sky-high real estate prices have been for other sectors in the economy, you talk to someone who's working, especially in the Lower Mainland, you talk to someone who's working in tech, you talk to someone who's working in the film industry, you talk to someone who's working in tourism, they can't find staff that at UBC, SFU, they can't find staff to come and work because right. uh, they can't afford to live in Metro Vancouver anymore. And so uh, we have built up one, uh, frankly, malignant, to extend my cancer metaphor, area of our economy, and it is sucking up all the life out of other areas of the economy. So uh, we're taking action to create the space for those other areas to fill in. So there will definitely be negative downturns in luxury goods, as the business in Vancouver article points out. Uh, but what it doesn't point out is uh, the positive impacts that could come from more reasonable real estate prices in other areas of our economy. Speaking to Attorney General David Eby, you announced a public inquiry into money laundering last month to be headed up by uh, B.C. Supreme Court Justice Austin Cullen. What is the status of this inquiry? When, when will it start hearing evidence? Well, Justice Cullen is currently assembling his team. So the team for a public inquiry involves a commission, uh, team of commission lawyers. Uh, that work together to, to, with the commissioner to put together the agenda around witnesses and to ask the witnesses questions and so on. They need office space and administration support and all that basic stuff. So all that's happening. I expect that to happen over the summer. Uh, we'll be getting an update from uh, Commissioner Cullen about progress on that in my ministry. And uh, we haven't got a date yet from the commissioner when they'll begin to hear witnesses. But I think this fall is, uh, is when I expect uh, that they'll be up and running. Do you speak frequently to him um, with regard to how this inquiry is being set up? 
No, uh, the commissioner operates independently of government. Uh, they have a liaison with my staff in the Ministry of Attorney General, so they have the resources they need. Uh, and there certainly will be contact, but it will be through uh, counsel the Ministry of Attorney General and, uh, and we'll be providing the support, but making sure it stays arm's length from government. Would it be reasonable to assume that we, if they take the summer to get staffed up and there's a lot of organization that goes into something like this, that perhaps in the fall we might start to see testimony? Yeah, that's my expectation, yeah. although I haven't uh, heard directly from the commissioner yet, is that they would begin to hear from folks, from witnesses in the fall, um, and, uh, and that they would be up and running by then. What do you hope will be achieved with this inquiry? Well, a couple pieces. Uh, one is uh, to, to know who knew what when and, uh, and how this whole process uh, evolved uh, and how this uh, issue of money laundering evolved in our province. Political accountability certainly is one piece. Uh, the other, and, and I think the more important piece uh, for government, is to un, uh, to rip the lid off the areas of the economy that have been used in this way and the and the loopholes that are being exploited that we don't know about. Um, you know, I was shocked to find out about the provincial government program that refunded PST to people exporting luxury cars, that that had gone up uh, hundreds and hundreds of percent, <laughs> thousands of cars being luxury cars being shipped overseas in a process that appears to enable trade-based money laundering. We didn't know a thing about that until Dr. German's work, and I suspect there will be more revelations like that as they continue their work. Just lastly, when you say political accountability, which which is a phrase I've heard you use several times, I'm, I'm sure any members of the BC Liberal Party who are listening to this right now are just probably gnashing their teeth saying, well, this is just designed to pin the blame on the previous government and, and to apportion political blame and damage on the Liberals. How do you respond to that? Well, I'm sure the Liberals will be held accountable for whatever the Liberals need to be held accountable for. But when I say political accountability, it's not just politicians. I also mean accountability to the public. And, and that's all of the agencies that let us down here. I mean, FinTrack, uh, who was supposed to be uh, staying on top of, who was receiving all of these reports, uh, uh, the uh, uh, police uh, who were supposed to be uh, uh, paying attention to this, uh, the regulator, uh, what happened within the gaming policy enforcement branch within the public service. So all of these uh, pieces, they are not necessarily all politicians, but political accountability, accountability, to my mind, means accountability for decisions that were made to the public. And speaking of FinTrack, we've already heard from the federal government that they're supportive of, of this inquiry. Do you expect full cooperation from them, or could we get some a nasty surprise down the road if the feds decide, well, our people can't testify at this this thing because it's provincial and, and it's not it, it doesn't we don't you guys don't have jurisdiction over that. Or do you have a do you have a clear uh, indication from the feds that they're in uh, totally all in on this? Well, we have a commitment from the uh, federal uh, Liberal Party to cooperate with the inquiry and, and to ensure that British Columbia is able to access the information we need. And I haven't had any indication from either the Conservatives, the NDP or the Greens uh, in the event of a majority or minority government involving some other political parties that that would change. I think that I hope that all parties are equally on side that this is a nonpartisan issue and we need to get to the bottom of this, not just for BC's economy's future, but also for Canada's international reputation as a place that won't tolerate money laundering and criminal activity. Thanks for taking the time today. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. That is David Eby. He's BC's Attorney General.